First and foremost, AOR, Apostles of Rhyme, just dropped a single today. It is myself, DA Donnie Boy, Fro Magna Man from New York, and Mike Audio, who's also from Michigan. I like that guy. And um, the super producer from the UK, Configure. And we we formed a group called Apostles of Rhyme, AKA AOR, and we dropped a song today called How Many Shots. And it is uh, it is an anthem against police brutality. It's, it's gonna be a lot of that coming from, at least from, from me, from this group. Um, because that, that is, is really getting out of hand and we need to speak out about it, but that's not what this podcast is going to be about. I just wanted to say that. Okay. I don't have anything dropping. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we are going to talk about today is friendships and the duties of friends in friendships and how things differ from different relationships with different people. Do you actually have an idea of what you think friendship is before we get into it? It was interesting because when you told me that you wanted to do a pod, a podcast on friendship, um, I don't know if I've ever like been asked what I think friendship is or what it's about or anything. And I, like, I come from a family that. Like, I don't think they even have, like, that many close, close friends. They have a lot of friends that, um, no matter where they've gone, you know, after they grow up, because you're, you know, like, you have friends since you were small child. Young, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have some of those. Like, I don't have any of those. Not from when I was a small child growing up. Um, but, like, they do, and they all grow up and they move away. Like, my family are people who will literally do anything for their friends. Like, if you need us, we're there. right but we're not necessarily always around all the time but if you do need us we're always going to be there you can call us at any time we can call you at any time i feel like that's part of it um in my mind though i think i think when we're when we're growing up we're kind of like kind of taught that the like friends are the people that you're with so they're the people they're the people that you like the people that hang you that you hang out with that are oh yeah we can hear them sorry Really that you're that you're with right now are your things open mm-hmm. um like when you're growing up your first friends are the, are the kids either in your family um if you don't have any kids in your family that are your age they're the ones you go to school with so they're the ones that live near you and do things with you right so you're with them that's where we're taught friends are but as you grow up like you know if you're still friends with those people people move away now you have long distance friendships you travel to see each other you do things with each other you call each other on the phone and that's still friendship either you don't see them on a regular basis and so i don't know in my day of friendship is just like other people that i like that like me that we're into some of the same things we have some things in common so you know we have things to talk about but we do have differences like we're not the same people we're just people that they're just people that i like that I, that I care about. I care about what happens to you. Uh, I'm invested in you. I'm not invested in everybody in the world, but I'm invested in you just like I'm invested in my family members because they're my family members. Hmm. I don't know, but that's an interesting question because... And when I asked it, I didn't have an answer for it either. Okay. Um, and I don't necessarily know if I do, okay. but when I was young, I was... I wasn't like a... I can't call myself a middle child, but I was the middle cousin. It was, it was Chris, 
it was me and it was Meech. And we were always together. Especially me and Meech. Like, we were always, like, like every single day, all day, every day, we were always together. And I think that friendship to me was being able to see that same relationship that I have with my cousins who are always with me, who I did everything with, who I'm always there for, who they're always there for me. If I can see that exact same thing happening with somebody else, then I consider you a friend. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it, so it's like, it's grounded in what I think about my cousins and the people that I was always with. It's really that the the relation like the fundamental relationship that you built with those two. Yes. As your first little little pack of brothers. If I can if little. I think that you're anywhere close to how I feel about my cousins then I consider you consider you a close friend. Okay, and if I consider my relationship with you anything like I consider with my most of my cousins, I do not like you. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I hate all of my family, but like we're not we're not close. Sure. And yeah, that was trust in your life to Jesus right now um but like most of my family when I was really little my my greater family was close and then as as I grew up like I have a lot of people in my family that oh they've done a lot of stuff in life (laughs) they've had a lot of accidents in life but they've done a lot of drinking they're not my immediate family my immediate family like my parents aren't like that but a lot of people that did a lot of drugs, a lot of people that drank a lot, a lot of people that made really bad and curious decisions in life, and then they started feeling a type of way, like they were got old and ornery and felt like people owed them things because they existed and all that, and then they just like had falling out. So like most of my life and my childhood, I can't say like I didn't have what you had with your cousins, right? And then your brothers, like I didn't I didn't have that as a basis, so. <laughs> and if nothing, like if my family taught me anything, it was like even family can fall out and just now. Oh, 100%. Now you're strangers. So it's not like, well, you're my family at the end of the day. We're still family. So we work together to figure stuff out. Like that's not what my family is. I come from two families that even when we have strong emotions, we bury that shit deep until it springs out one day and takes down everybody in its path. I feel like family, I, I honestly feel like family can fall out a lot easier and a lot more often because you're family so you're expected to come back together gotcha with friendships i feel like it's harder because you you and this other person have built this bond together purposely Mm -hmm. it wasn't because some shit just happened and now y'all are linked at the hip it's because you both took the initiative to build that bond so you're not as willing to let that bond go as you are with a distant cousin who you probably know you're going to see in a, in a couple years at a family reunion and just be cool with anyway. So it's like, I feel like friendships a lot of times are stronger than relationships with family members. I agree that that's how I probably think it should be. But in my, like in my mindset, because of my experiences in my mindset, I think like at the end of the day, no matter what terrible shit I do to my family, like we're still family. And so we're going to we're going to figure out how to either, well, they're either going to ignore it and move on and pretend it didn't happen until they're mad at you and bring it up again. Or we're going to figure out how to rebuild that bond. But with with friends, it's like, <laughs> I don't need you. You were an extra person. Like, that's, that's how I've seen people treat their friends. So in my head, yeah. and that, like, I'm, fr- I love people. When I, you're my friend, like, even if we don't talk anymore, like, I haven't seen Jamie in I don't know how many years. Jamie could call me today and be like, Patricia, 
I'm in Oklahoma on the side of the road with my luggage. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'll be like, it's cool, Jamie. I don't know how many hours it's going to take me to get to Oklahoma, but I'm on my way. I'm going to come pick you up. And we're going to figure it out. Like, I haven't seen Amanda since fifth grade. She did find me on Facebook and contact me, and we chatted in our Facebook friends and whatever. If she contacted me and needed something, I'd be like, cool. She sent our baby a present when she found out I was pregnant when I had Apollo. She was the first one I got a gift from. And I haven't physically seen Amanda since fifth grade. And that was like, what, 20 years ago. That's also the the bond (laughs) that friendships have. Right. Because you cannot see somebody for a while, but the the friendship doesn't wane. With family members, a lot of times it's like, man, I haven't seen you in a long time, so I don't know how close we are now. It's almost like... Or if we were ever close to begin with. Like, most of them, my cousins, they didn't like me when I was growing up because I didn't do the dumb crap they did. So, like, and a lot of them I was younger than, so they didn't want to be around. So, really, the only bond we had is that my mama and your daddy, you know, were birthed by the same people. So, we kind of, like, we're here together. And as soon as you were like, I'm mad, and you walked away, I was good. I didn't think about it. I didn't fret about it. I don't feel any type of way about it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like it's always going to be that connection there. So you, you, in the back of your mind, it's like, well, they'll get over it. Instead of saying, well, I'm just never going to see you again. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying that, like you would to a friend who you're just cutting off. Mm-hmm. I would this- say that though. That's that's what I would say to my cousins because my family, like I don't, I, you and I think of family and like we have a very different context when it comes to family. Like I don't, I mean, we talked about that before. Like I don't. The rest of the, my extended family, the majority of my extended family, I could, you know, you could take it or leave it. They're not, in my mind, I don't think of them as family. I think of the majority of my cousins as people who are related to people who are related to my parents. But they're not, they were never like family to me. Like my family, if your mother needed something, I don't even think your mom's met my dad. But if your mother needed something, and I told my dad, hey, so this is happening at her house she needs something my dad would be like okay i will go help her because she's family <laughs> you know right. because you and i are family and our kids are family my dad be like okay she's family i'm gonna go do it my most of my actual biological blood family is not like that to me they were never family to me they were an extension of other people's families and then when they walked away from my parents I was like, good riddance, bro, because I watched you treat my parents like crap, so now that you're gone, I don't have to ever think about you. And if I saw them in public, and they're like, hey, I'd be like, hey, but that word end, you're not coming to my house, I'm not coming to your house, we're not going to have a rekindling, if we have to meet somewhere at somebody's family will, that's, again, I'm only going to see you because you're there and you're another person involved, you're not my family. I feel like, um, I feel like I was spoiled with the relationship that I have with my cousins from such a young age, mm-hmm. and... I feel like when I actually had brothers, which was, you know, later on down the line, it's like, wow, like, I thought I knew what a bond was. Mm -hmm. This is a bond right here. Like, those are my fucking guys. (laughs) Like, it's like, wow, like, these are like little, like... And you have big gaps between you and your siblings, and it's still like that. I'm eight years older than my second brother, and Mm -hmm. my third brother is 14 years younger than me right so it's and so we're all spaced apart but Mm -hmm. we're all close still yep to the like and like like you said like it's normally when it's that big of a gap it you don't really 
you don't really even know each other. You kind of just see each other in passing, and that's it. But right. I mean, even with my siblings, like I have three siblings. Uh, I was raised uh, with two of them, not with the third one or the fourth one. He was. Uh, he's my my father's son from his previous marriage, but. I didn't know he existed until I was like eight years old. But I, my three siblings, we have a very different relationship than you. I mean, I think we're still, we're still close. We're just not close in the same way you guys are close. Like you guys like each other, like each other, like you. Even if you weren't, if people didn't know you were brothers, they would just think you like you were best friends. Like because you just, you guys like each other a lot. You love each other a lot. You can talk all day. You do shit all day. You can go. No, you could not see them for a long time, but still go. It'll be like you just saw them yesterday. You're just continuing a conversation. I think you and your you and your uh, siblings are like that too, though. I just think that it's it's more in, in your family mm-hmm. fighting amongst your siblings and amongst your cousins is more of a yeah. You guys don't really fight. Yeah, because but from a you young talk. age we were told <laughs> not to do that. Like we. You know, if things would get a little heated, like, oh. you know, we would have little wrestling matches and stuff, yeah. and it would get heated, and then, you know, yeah. but you fights would happen, fight. but it was, like, really yeah. far be- far and in between, and it wasn't me anyway, it was normally Meech and Chris who were fighting. I was always the mediator anyway, but from a young age, I was the mediator, and I knew how not to get involved in shit, so I've never actually been yeah. that type of person. See, now, I was a mediator for the majority of my life, <laughs> and, because that's what my mom was, and then I was like, I was like, mommy... But when my brother and I were growing up, my sister is eight years older than me. But when my brother and I were growing up and he's only two years older than me, yeah, we spend the majority of our childhood trying to just murder each other. Like, we beat the crap out of each other every day. We, like, we took roughhousing to a whole new level. Like, that was, I don't know why we were mad at each other so often, but we were just mad at each other my entire childhood. And my sister wasn't really around that much because she was a teenager by the time, you know, we were little kids. Like, she was doing her thing. But, I mean, I I think it's different now. But, like, we have periods over time where, like, my sister wasn't really around and me and my brother tried to kill each other. Then, like, my brother and I were like, yeah, I know we're around each other all the time. We were always in school together. But we don't really care what the other one's doing. (laughs) And And then, like, my sister grew up. My sister had kids. And then our relationship with her changed. As my brother and I grew up, our relationship with each other changed. And, like, now we're kind of all cool. But, like, it was rough getting here. <laughs> but your relationships with your siblings and your family had no effect on how you treat friends. No. I mean, I was always, like... I think I think for a long time, I was, like, a super good friend. I think I'm a super good friend most of the time. Um, but I don't... I don't really know because like I had I'd had a friend for a long time and then I didn't like she was off doing her own thing and she didn't really talk to me and then like I think I'm like I'm one of those people that I I think I come from a place where the people I grew up with didn't really have deep relationships they had surface level relationships so I think that when I'm friends with people and then people move on to a new phase of their life that I'm just kind of in the back of my head like "Mm, they're probably doing something else they don't really need me in their life anymore they're better off them they can do whatever because in my head I think that they don't really care that much Mm. now that they moved on because I'm used to seeing surface level relationships but I don't think that's how I would treat them though like 
I think that you're better off without me, so you're off doing your own thing. But at the same time, like, I love the fuck out of you. And if you called me today, I'd be like, yep, we're dropping shit. We're going to go do that now. My, um, so I don't know. My relationship with my family trickled over to how I treat friends, like, to the point where when I got in ninth grade, mm-hmm. every <clears throat> everybody that I liked and was cool with, it was almost like we were, like, part of, like a mob or a mafia or some shit it's like whatever you need i got you and these other 15 people got you too because mm-hmm. me and you were cool i had um they used to call me rubber band man because i used to have rubber bands with all of my best friends names on them and i used to wear them all the time mm-hmm. and the more people i got cool with like it would just, just be literally yes like <laughs> that's why um like i don't know if you ever seen um my little brothers wear rubber bands, but yep. they do that because I yep. used to do it. But that's huh. what I used to do it for. Like every time I got really close with somebody, every single time I woke up, yep, I would like wear their names on my arm. Because it's well, I mean, we've talked about that before too. That your relationships are not—they're not happenstance and they're not mandatory. When I wake up every day, I choose that I am still going to be your friend. Right. I choose that I'm still going to love you. But and after I, you make I that choice. I accept that responsibility in my life. But after you accept that responsibility mm-hmm. in your life, it almost seems like an obligation after you've got that far. Hmm. Like you're now, now I'm obligated to stand up for you because you're my friend. Right. Hmm. Because it's almost like you took an oath. So now like damn bro I, like you i know? wear i wear your name on my arm on this rubber band so i have so, to stand up for you i can't and you leave were you just being a yourself. dick but now that you're about to get into a fight i have to go fuck yep. some dudes up because you're about to get into a fight right like, you know what's funny like i don't i don't think about that but if you were to ask us what makes a shitty friend if like you gave us an instance like my friend was being bullied over there and i just stood here and i didn't get involved okay now you're a shitty friend that would make my stomach turn. You're a shitty friend. You watched something terrible happen to your friend, and you didn't do shit. Now you're a ter- now you're a terrible friend. Like, ugh, just just seeing something happen to somebody that you care about. Because mm-hmm. you best and believe. And you just watch it happen. When and I was, you don't do anything, I would I would throw up. Like, mm-hmm. it would it would make me physically ill if I watched some, something happen. Mommy, to I already like, told you that me and my brother spent the majority of our childhood trying to kill each other. Right? Like, we beat each other up every day. But if someone else even said something negative about my brother, I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, you <laughs> I'm about to that. knock your teeth out. I you don't do that, talk you about my brother like that. Right. You want to talk about some people, go home. We're not going to do that here. Now, the thing is, though, like, I was raised and conditioned to be a shit talker and to accept shit talking. So, everybody talked about everybody. Mm-hmm. Especially if you were cooler with that person that like the cooler you are the more i got a joke on you mm-hmm. because like you know it's not it, it's only skin deep what i'm right. saying but that translates over into like okay i've said this about this person but then this other person comes over here that hasn't said this about this person yet but they said the exact same thing i said and it's like nope no 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 no. we don't do that bro i say that you don't say that i do that you don't do that yes i just you know i started a food fight by throwing something at jamal from across the the lunchroom and it hit him in the face and everybody laughed and then somebody else jumped in and it's like no i didn't say you could jump in it's me and him doing this right you don't get to throw shit at jamal right 
That's not how this works. Speaking of shitty friends, though, uh-huh. um, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been a shitty friend, and I will willingly admit that, but it's because I, because that whole, I think that if you're doing something with your life somewhere else, you're probably not thinking, what the hell is Patricia doing? Like, you're probably off living your life, and I don't want to interrupt your life, so... I'm just going to be over here doing my life and, you know, if our paths cross, if you call me, if I just pick up the phone and call you one day, that's different, but I don't want to bother you. But other people don't see, like, obviously other people weren't raised where I was raised or by the people I was raised and didn't think the way I thought. So other people think I just don't care. But are you <laughs> obligated to care? It's not, well, the thing is I do care. But the way that I show that I care is different than other people. So I'm not just going to call you every day and fucking hound you just because, like, like, we went to college together and we were friends for many years. And I still today, like I said, if you call me and you're like, hey, Patricia, I just got engaged. Let's go to a party. I'm going to be like, dude, I'm there right now. Tell me, tell me where I'm going. And I will get in my car and I will come and we will party together. It's amazing. Shit's happening in your life. That's great. But I don't call you every day or even every week and hound you all the time because you do have those people that we're conditioned when we're growing up the people around you physically that you already that you already do those things with so I don't feel like I need to insert myself into your life so that I feel like an obligation like oh when I gotta call Patricia and tell Patricia everything that's going on this week because you know when you already told your people I feel like a friendship well any type of relationship really but especially a friendship when you started how mm-hmm. you started and how you like at the, the beginning stages of it mm-hmm. is how it's going to uh to make the other person feel like it's going to happen all the time so you can't okay. be on the phone with me for the first six months of us being a friend every single day and then not talk to me at all it doesn't work like that like it, it just doesn't yeah. like if, if if that's what like you know you can wean you can wean it down mm-hmm. You can be like, okay, I got this going on in my life right now, so I can't talk to you all the time, blah, 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 blah. But if you just, like, stop cold turkey and just mm-hmm. switch your entire way of being, then I don't think you're a good friend. Hmm. Like I told, well, see, I told you, I have been a shitty friend. <laughs> like, I will, probably will again, and I don't mean to, and my heart is always in the right place. But, like, uh, baby Megan posted on her, she's obviously not a baby, she's not a child, she's a very, very smart individual and a woman. But she uh, she posted on social media the other day that she moved. And if we wanted her address to message her. So I messaged her and she instantly, and it was like 2 a.m. And she instantly sent me her address. And I was like, I am going to send this girl some letters and some other shit in her mailbox. It's going to be so exciting. I've seen, I've seen Megan, like, God. It's been like nine years since I was in college of any kind. And... I've seen her like a handful of times in that nine years, right? Like, but that's it. as soon as she's like, my address changed. I was like, yes, awesome. I love her. I'm going to send her shit. Give me your address. And she immediately was like, I don't have any problem with it. It's Patricia. I love her too. I'm going to send her my address. Like, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like, <laughs> I think, I feel like friendships have way more of a durability as far as being apart from each other goes. Like it, it like you can just stretch it. You can just stretch it over years of not seeing each other, and it's still as strong as it was before. I don't think family is the same. But I also think that, well, I've been trying to come to grips with this because a lot of people have switched up in my life. Okay. And I don't know if I could blame them or if I have to blame myself 
or if it's nobody's fault or nobody at all right right because if somebody is friends with you Mm -hmm. and they become friends with somebody else and they cut you off because they're giving all of that friendship to somebody else is it really their fault because they found somebody who they can confide in who they want to be around more who they you know so you're almost like extra baggage at that point and the only reason that you were around in the first place is because they didn't have another friend but now they got one. Oh, well is that really friendship or is that convenience because there's a difference between like relationships out of convenience and real honest to god relationships like sometimes relationships are born out of like like, we're only around each other because we work together right. or we go to, we school, go to together, school together or we yeah. live near each other. Right. That's where stuff starts. But if that's all you have, I'm only talking to you because you're here, then we're not really friends. I'm just convenient and you needed a confidant, so you told me shit. I don't but necessarily even, like... I don't think that's, that's fine. friendship. I feel like the dope, but those are more acquaintances, I feel like. Yes, that's what an acquaintance is. Like, you're you're around. I know of you, but, but if, if somebody's pretending that okay we're best friends and then I go and I like I meet Tiffany and now I'm best friends with Tiffany so I'm just never going to talk to you again that's not really that's that I feel like if if it's so easy to cut people off like that that like legit now you're just extra baggage and I'm and I'm dropping you then it's because we weren't friends to begin with I might have thought we were and I was investing in our relationship as friends but you were just investing in yourself because you needed somebody to talk to so you were using me yeah and that's not a friendship I feel like friendships are give and take, though. But I feel like if you're gonna be, if you're so easily cut off, and you uh, can be replaced with another person, then it's not, it's not a real. And maybe they don't, maybe they don't feel that way because that that's just they don't, how they've I, I, always. Nine times out of ten, they don't even see it like that. Yeah, but that's. I feel if you could easily cut the strings like that, then that's what it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cut you out of my life because I'm talking to other people now, like. If you, like, and maybe it's just because you're not around, like, we're not on the same wavelength we were before, that's different. But if it's literally just, like, yesterday, I didn't know this person. But then they moved in next door, and I know them, so today you're dead. So today is fuck you. Yep. Yeah, that's that's different. That is, like, you're, you're either a shitty human or a shitty-ass friend, or you don't understand the things that you are saying and doing. Because that's not, you can't just cut people out of life like that. I don't, I don't get that. I mean, there are a few examples I can think of. It's it's a bigger example I'm going to get to later. But um, I started working at this one job, and me and this one dude did our orientation at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, we we were, you know, like-minded people, and we were cool and everything. And it, it got to the point where me and him were cool, but the people at the job started, like, throwing house parties and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And I liked him. I didn't like none of these other motherfuckers. So I wasn't going to go to their house parties. Gotcha. But because I stopped, I didn't go to these house parties with him, it's like, oh, well, you're not as cool as I thought you was. Because. <laughs> okay. Like, you're not, you know, a part of the scene or whatever the fuck he thought. And so it's like we, like, literally went the rest of working there not talking to each other because he, like, just cut me off like up oh, well he's not showing up here so he must not be cool. see now this is like <laughs> this is a judgment 
based on not really you. Like, he's not, like, because you are or are not something. This is a judgment based on his judgment of you. You were somewhere, you liked something, so he thought, oh, you must be like this, too. And then when you didn't fit that mold, he was like, oh, no, so you're not cool because you don't, you're not meeting the mold that I stuck you in when I met you because I assumed something else about you. I guess. And that's, I think, I think people do that to each other a lot, though. Like, I think they meet each other, if I like this bag of things, and you meet, meet one or two of those criteria right off the bat, like, and you tell me that, then I assume all this other stuff about you. I assume that you are also this way. You're going to kind of like this stuff. You're going to kind of do these things. And if you don't fit that, I'm like, oh, shit. But I don't think if I go to parties and you don't go to parties that we can't also be friends. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't like, have to do everything you do, you do. Like... If we were the exact same person, wouldn't that be really fucking dull? <laughs> like, a lot would, of, but a lot of people do think that if you aren't friends with their friends, then you're not their friend, and that's weird. That's yeah, that's silly. Like, I mean, I'm, if you, I'm here for you, bro. You I'm don't have to be friends else. with all of my friends, but if you do, if you're going to, you like, you don't have to even like all my friends. But if you, as my friend, are going to attack one of my other friends, I'm their friend too, and I'm shutting that shit down. But you don't have to like all my friends or want to do everything with all of my friends in order for us to still be friends. I don't like you for the people that you like and you know. I like you for the things that you believe and in inherently who you are. Like, I don't... I don't get that. Okay, let me get into my... My friendship story here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want to ask questions, you can. Okay. Okay. Like I said, when I started high school, it really happened in eighth grade. But by the time I started high school, um, it was one of those uh, deals where most of the people from the middle school begin going to the high school. Right. Okay. So I knew more than half of the people already, like on the first day of ninth grade. Right. Okay. And so, like, it, you know, and it's strength and it's strength in numbers. So you can't really pick on people and expect to get away with it if I know half the people in the school and I'm really cool with them. Okay. So, a lot of people that were friends with me avoided getting picked on or at least maliciously. Like, we let some shit go because you're not just going... You're not just going to make us fight everybody every time some shit happens. You can speak up for yourself. You can do things for yourself. And if you do that, then we'll, we'll double it. There you go. So, it was this one kid that everybody used to call Harry Potter. Now, this is a school that is like 99% black people. So I didn't even know. I don't even think I, I I knew what Harry Potter looked like at the time, but like... Yeah, and you barely know that now because yeah. you're, you're not a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> but it's like, I'm guessing some white kid goes here. I mean, because it was, it was two white kids. It was a girl and a boy in it. I guess it was another white kid. I hadn't seen him yet, though. Okay. And then I saw him, and he was like... It's like, y'all call him Harry Potter for what? Like y'all are stupid. This was is stupid. he magical or did he wear glasses? It's like he he wore a sweater. Like this. Okay. Okay. He wore. A <laughs> he used to dress so stupid. He wore this thick ass <laughs> sweater with a button up under it, so like the color the okay. collar popped up yep. over the sweater, and he had like a frohawk, a really really curly frohawk. Oh. Okay. And he wore glasses, and okay. he was super light skinned You can tell he wasn't all the way white, but he was super light skinned okay. Right. It's like. This is the guy that y'all are calling Harry Potter. Like, y'all are stupid. I'm not even laughing at this no more. I make it a point 
like side note I make it a point to not laugh at stuff that's not funny <laughs> like a lot of times especially in school when somebody makes a joke or somebody rags on somebody everybody laughs simply because they're doing it if it's not funny it's not fine with me and y'all gotta shut up like like I would literally ha- I had a sign that I made in class that said <laughs> of course you did. that was not funny and I used to hold it up anytime somebody told a bad joke I swear to god I used to do that that's so ridiculous <laughs> so like um in math class they they sat this Harry Potter quote unquote kid next to me and <laughs> somebody you know called him a bitch or whatever and knocked his uh his folder off his his desk and it landed like some of the papers flew under my desk so mm-hmm. i reached down and started picking them up and saw that they were printouts of uh of dragon ball z characters i was like oh shit that's dope i love dragon ball z and he's like yeah i love dragon ball z too you know what i really love though mortal kombat i'm like yo i fucking love mortal kombat so we just start talking about shit like that right mm-hmm. hit it off boom so this kid goes from being the guy that everybody in school picked on to automatically being like friends with me so meaning that they him. can't pick on right. right there you go yep i mean like they, they can still say what they're gonna say but they, they, they you can't take it further than that and if you do anything out loud then we all gonna clown you out loud in front of everybody and you're gonna be doubly embarrassed because you tried to embarrass somebody and now you're embarrassed right okay. that's how we used to do things so you know um he he liked a lot of the same music as me um was a fan of wrestling as i was like a lot of stuff a lot lot of like we had a lot of things in common at, at our core okay and we go all the way through 11th grade because our school got shut down in 11th grade the arch grade yes okay We'll go all the way through 11th grade and, like, the kid basically sounds like me. Like, he, he talks like me. Like, Does he no longer have a frohawk? It, it came and went. <laughs> um, For a while, he, he just let it poof all the way out and he wore, like, a big ponytail with a poof at the back of it. Like, like a foxtail at the back okay. of his head. And that was kind of cool. It, it, it looked really fucking cool. Um, <laughs> but, um... He says, I used to say nigga a lot. He said nigga twice as much as I did. And that, mm-hmm. like, that, that goes to show, like, it's like, I didn't even know that he was allowed to say it because I didn't, I don't even think I knew that he was, I didn't know that he was half black until, like, later on. So, okay. I, I, so it's like, because he was so light skinned, yes. everybody thought he was just a white guy. Yeah. Okay. But it's like, okay, that's, that's kind of curious that you say that a lot, but okay. It, it don't sound right, but okay. It's fine. Um, but anyway do you think that was still just because the first like when you first met him you thought he wasn't black so then when he started they were calling him harry potter so then when you when he started (laughs) saying it and you were like oh you are black so i get it but okay but it still feels wrong it it sounds it sounds forced okay it's it's like it when you say nigga it has to roll off the tongue it sounded so forced so it's probably something he never said before he started hanging out with you because he just heard you say it then he started trying to say it i mean i met his family and stuff like they're like super super black people like not just how they look but how they act so it i don't know i i, I don't know if he it, it just it but it, it did it just it didn't, didn't sound natural, natural. yeah okay. there you go but um we go away for because so we all have to go to separate schools because our school gets closed down and 
he goes to Minnesota with his mom. Okay. He comes back from Minnesota. No, no, no. When he was in Minnesota, me and him talked every single day, all fucking day on okay. the phone. Because you did before he left too. Because yes. you were friends. Okay. All day, every day. And if somebody else wanted to talk to, yep. to him or to me, then they got cut into three-way. Because <laughs> we were always on the phone right. together. So, okay, you can talk to us now. Yes. Okay. But um, he comes back from Minnesota. And he only comes here to visit, I guess. But he comes here with the hope of being able to find a house to live in so that he doesn't have to go back to Minnesota because he hates it there. I'm the last person to notice, even though I'm his best, best friend, friend. And you talk every day. I talk to him every fucking day. <laughs> he has tried to live with Jamal, who he loves, but he irritates Jamal <laughs> irritates him so fucking much on purpose because he knows he can get to him. And he used to call me. That makes sense. Like, yo, I'm about to fight Jamal, so you better come over here and calm him down. Cause he keeps making fun of me. And I don't like it. And it's like but you're living in his house. Like, what the fuck am I'm gonna come over there and beat Jamal up in his house because he's talking about you? And like, Jamal is just in the background laughing about the shit because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, to Jamal, probably wasn't that serious. He was, he's probably like, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, like he's like, yeah. But that <laughs> happened. Um, he tried to live with uh with his with his his older siblings. I think he had he had a few older siblings that he tried to live with. It, it always winded up not working. He either got kicked out or he left. He tried to move in with these other people who I didn't even know existed, but these kids that he met in middle school oh. <laughs> who lived in, uh, in Gross Point. And they turned him down. But it was a house opening that his dad, uh, either it was his dad or his it was his dad. His dad knew this one guy who needed somebody to come rent his house out. Okay. He found that. He found this house. He asked like 15 different people to move in with him. What before the hell? he asked me. Okay, so that's some weird shit to me. Like I'm your I'm your best friend. I didn't know that like but it's like I didn't know that he had talked to so many people about it until later on. Oh, but and then he got around to you. But when I because when I heard it, I wanted to get out of my parents' house anyway. We was like 17, 18. I was like, because fuck this. I need to get out of here anyway. Um, well, wait. Let me back up. Let me okay. back up. Me and him both worked at Kroger by this time. While he was living with someone else. Yes. Okay. Me and him both worked at Kroger around this time because they needed people. And he lied to his manager, who was his aunt. And told her that I was a long lost cousin of the family. <laughs> so that he could get me in there quicker. <laughs> so funny. I got in there. And he immediately when I got in there. It's like he started having problems. Started calling in to work a lot. Started not showing up for work on time. Started slacking off on his work. And right after I started working there. So now it's looking like. Like damn like that's your boy. You gonna check him and it's like. I, I can't really control what he does. But anyway, we move into this house. Uh -huh. After I'm like the 15th person that he fucking asked. Okay. To move into this house with him. So that he doesn't have to go back to Minnesota. So he accomplished his goal. He came back for a while. He found a place to live. He has a job. Oh, you moved. Okay. So you guys moved in together while he was actually still working. Yes. At Kroger. Okay. 
Now, uh, like I want to say it was a week or maybe two weeks after we lived in this house. He got fired for not coming to work. Now, one, like, like I'm saying, I, we, we work at the same place. I'm his man's. And we live in the same place. So. We live in the same place. We're always together. We always t- always are talking. So now, since he did that, everybody at work is looking at me fucking sideways. Mm-hmm. Because everything he does reflects on me because we're linked yep. that close. Yep. I have to pay all of the bills. I have to buy all of the groceries. All of that. Mm-hmm. And but that's did. my man. And you did because it was your friend. That, and you're that, like, I've right. known that's him. That's my dude. Yep. Okay. So it's okay. Um, He gets a job. like a, not, not It wasn't that long after. He gets a job at Ford Field. Mm-hmm. I get fired from Kroger. So I start working at Ford Field because they need people. Gotcha. Once again, he used the whole, me and him are related, so hire him right now. I get in there with him. As soon as I start working there, he starts having problems there, starts showing up for work late, starts fucking off, and stops just not coming to work, starts not coming to work. Period. Like, like sometimes, like, no call, no show, period. And they were trying questions. to give him benefit of the doubt because they knew how good of a worker I was. Right. And so they were like, oh, but you know, Donnie like, shows up every day and the manager would really like, hard, yeah. so you can't it, there's gotta be something happening. The manager would like lock herself in the booth with me and be like, so you want to talk about what's going on with your friend? I'm like, what's going on? She's like, he didn't show up for work for like the fourth day in a row. I'm like, when I left, he had his work clothes on like he was going to show up. He's not here. She's like, no. Like, I wasn't, I didn't even know that he wasn't coming to work. And he was just acting like he was. Yeah. He wouldn't have known any different. Or he, he was going out somewhere. Like, he was doing something. <laughs> so, he gets fired from there. Once again, I'm paying all of the bills myself. Mm-hmm. And it went on longer this time. Like, way longer. He, um, since he is back in the neighborhood now, this remember, this is the same neighborhood that he was in in, like, 6th, 7th grade. So all of these people that he had never hadn't seen since back then, he can go see them now because he has free time and he's in the neighborhood. Okay. So he clicks with them and eventually he moves one of his boys in with us. Now, I didn't mind that at the time because he didn't have a job. Oh, his boy was, had a job. So he was helping pay. Yes. His boy okay. had a job and his job was right up on the fucking corner, like literally like two blocks away from our house. Like, I could drag you to your job if you don't show up. Right. That's so it's like, it okay, you ain't helping with the bills, but at least your boy's here. So fine. There was a... There was a time where... I don't know if this was before the third person started living there or not, but him and Jamal went to the store. I don't think I said his name yet, so we're going to keep calling him Harry Potter. Harry okay. Potter and Jamal went to the store. <laughs> And I asked what they went to the store for because I like I had uh, I had just like bought a pizza or something, and the pizza gets there and I'm like, I, I turn around and neither one of them are in the living room. It's like, damn, where did they go? And Jamal, not knowing that this is a secret, is like, yo, um, we up at the store. Keith is cashing his check. <laughs> what check? I'm like, what check? He was like, huh? I was like, what check is he cashing? He was like. Oh, I guess you wasn't supposed to know that, huh? 
comes to come to find out Keith's mom from Minnesota where he didn't want to go back to has been sending him money ever since he got fired the first time to okay, cover the bro. fucking bills no no so <laughs> he's pocketing all his money and you know and he's been you know buying like gym shoes and and baseball hats and shit and I'm like that's weird because I didn't think you had no fucking money because you ain't paid no fucking bills but that's my man so I don't want to come at him like that and I feel like I'm obligated to take care of him because that's my man oh I have so many thoughts (laughs) but we can fast forward back to where I was at now the third guy moves in yep the third guy is the guy that everybody is known to, to go over his house and party all the time. But since he moved in with us, now our house You're is the, the party, party place. House. Yeah. And Keith, well, well, Harry Potter is super, super, super fucking ecstatic because all he's ever wanted to do since middle school is be accepted by these people. So he's finally accepted by these people by way of the cool guy living with us now and all of his friends coming over there. Okay. All the time. Like, all the fucking time. To the point where nobody even knew whose fucking house it was. People didn't even know I fucking lived there. Because it was always so many people there. They assumed that it, it had to be like one of these other 15 people that's always here. Because you always at work. Right, 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 right. Mm. Like, um... It, like, it, they, it used to be like little, uh, like, razor uh, drawings into the, the coffee table. Like, talking shit about me saying like who the fuck is the black guy because he doesn't live here shit like that drawn into the table because (laughs) because these drunk ass high ass people are always at my house all the time Uh but it's okay to him because harry potter just wanted to be accepted by those people and he's finally accepted by those people so now remember i told you he used to wear the sweaters the long sleeve shits the the frohawks and shit now he buzzes his hair he wears like the like the almost like the tennis baseball caps with the curl okay in the front he wears those he wears baseball jerseys he couldn't tell you the first fucking rule about baseball though but that's what all of the fucking suburban white kids wear is baseball jerseys <laughs> so he wears them he wears the the, the 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 khaki the khaki shorts and he wears flip-flops this is what he this is his gear he sounds like a douche <laughs> yes <laughs> but this is his gear now right Yep. I had um um. Oh, a quick question. Yeah. Quick question. Backing it up. So after he started talking to you and hanging out with you, did he stop wearing the sweaters? Like, did his dress change? He stopped then? wearing the sweaters. Okay. He wore uh he still wore long sleeve shirts, but he didn't normally wear a sweater unless it was like super cold outside. But he used to wear sweaters even in the summertime when he was before. You know, before. Okay, so he dressed like he was an English kid. Okay. But we had a then school he uniform. Like- Okay. So he still stuck to the uniform with the the button ups and the shit and the polos okay. and stuff. Okay. Because the, I mean we had to wear that, but. So his dress changed a little after he started hanging out with you. So then he yes. starts hanging out with the suburban white kids, and now he dresses like a yes. a chode. Yes. Okay, moving forward. Sorry. Meech, my little cousin who I known forever. Yep. He used to come over there sometimes, and he would bring people from our hood, uh, seven mile out of drive, like real street dudes, like. They would come in the house, you know, we'd all be watching rap videos, and they'd be shooting dice and, you know, shit like that. Okay. When they showed up, uh-huh. he would go back into his dress- dressing room. His dressing like, room. Like, like, like he's a clown. Yep. Like, he would go back into his room. Wow. He would change clothes, so he would have 
fitted hats. Not the not 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 like the tennis baseball caps, the but curled, the fitted ones. The curled with the straight one. brim, and he would wear okay. it to the back. <laughs> okay. He would wear like a Nike shirt. He would wear some skinny jeans because those were cool at the time. Because black street thugs in Detroit love Nike shirts. Yes. Okay. He would wear like skinny jeans, but like with shorts under them, so you could see like the shorts sticking. Now you know how dudes wear they, yeah, the, the, the low pants. Yeah. And he would wear like either Air Force Ones or something that resembled Air Force Ones. And then he would come out and he would pretend to know like to to, to know what he was doing when they were shooting dice and be pretending to want to shoot dice with them, because those were the cool people in the room now. So now I have to act like them. I have so many comments on on Harry Potter himself and the shit that he was doing, but also on his judgments of other people. So if you think this is how you relate to people, yes. oh shit, I gotta go look like this because this is the kind of guy that they would think was cool. Yes. <laughs> like, what kind of fucking judgment? Not let is them that get say? to know me, but let me put on this face because these are the people I want to impress and I want to look like them and act like them. Even like the music choices, like all of a sudden he wants to listen to Gucci Mane and Lil Wayne and shit because they're here. But your 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 judgments on other people and what you think their judgments might be on you, so you judge them and you immediately try to fit this mold that you assume that they would like you and like you you think that they can't like people that don't look exactly like them, or you think that they can't like people that that don't look like what you think a a dude from the streets would dress like and act like. I just think he wanted to to speed up the process of them liking him, and wanted them to think that that's how he was all the time. In my head, <laughs> and he hardly said nigga when it was white people there. But then the black dudes from the block come over, oh. and all of a sudden now nigga is every five seconds. Like it's come like just. Uh. Okay. See now. It, to you, it sounds like he's trying to speed up the friend process. To me, it sounds like he's trying to find his next mark. That's what it sounds like to me. When you start pretending to be somebody else <laughs> so that they like you or so that you can, can lower their wall a little bit, to me, it sounds like you're trying to find a next mark. So to me, I'm already like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. But also... And they can see through it. It's not like they, they, they couldn't. I mean, it's not like they don't fucking know him and that they don't know you. And like... Okay, last week we saw this like we saw this dude when we walked into your house. Meech knew him like since because Meech used to <laughs> used to come up to my school and visit my school, so he knew who Keith was. So he knew him in his Harry Potter dress sorry. and his. He knew who Harry Potter was. Oh, so okay, we got... <laughs> yep, sorry. So so Meech knew who Harry Potter was. Yes. So he knew him in his Harry Potter gear. He knew him in his gear that he wore after he was Donnie's friend. Yes. And then he knew him in his chode suburban white guy gear and then now he now he knows that he's it, it feels like you're mocking me when you do this it feels like you're mocking yourself too like that's that's the only thing i'm getting here just it feels like you're mocking me it feels like you're making a fool out of yourself it feels like you don't actually have a fucking identity you don't have a self you're just like a leech that's latching on anybody close but also speaking of leeches the fuck is that shit? If you are my friend, okay, you're being a friend. You're like, it's my dude. You do have juice, honey. So like, you're like, this is my dude. I I've known him throughout high school. Yep. Um, even after he wasn't physically in my presence, we were still we were still very connected. Um, every day, right? Then, oh, thank you. So then, 
uh, you're like, I, I can't just leave my dude hanging out here by himself. So you're paying the bills. You're taking care of stuff. You're not asking too many questions, even though something I'm seems just suspicious. Simply taking care of you're him because he's my friend. That's but, it. But then it comes. About, I don't. I don't think he is your friend. I think you're his friend, and so you're handling shit because you're like, God, man, yeah, that sucks, and I don't want to leave you out there by yourself. So you're handling stuff. You're being his friend. Okay, now he's being an asshole because he, like, as a as a full grown man, you yes. are like, I am choosing to fuck off instead of go to work. I'm choosing to not take my responsibility seriously. So even that, even you not being able to hold a job, is pissing me off. Um, but then come to find out, he had been getting his money from his mom's this whole time. So now I know that you watched me struggle. Mm-hmm. You watched me work my ass off. You knew that I was doing it for you because I cared about you and you didn't give a shit about how that was affecting me. Yes. Because you knew I was in a struggle. You're not my friend. I am clearly your friend. And I wasn't even asking anything in return from you. But then when I found out that this whole time you were taking advantage of me and you were just fucking out here helping yourself. So much so that other people knew what you were doing, but you were fucking lying to me. Yep. Lying to me. And you were you were busy lying to me and also busy trying to impress all the white guys that you knew from the suburbs. Yep. <laughs> but you you were neglecting the fact that I was out here stressing and working my ass off for you. Yep. And I'm the one you were taking advantage of. Real life. You're trying to impress the fucking white guys that don't care about you and haven't cared about you since you were a child. But you're like, oh, but fuck you, Donnie, even though you're the one taking care of me right now. Yep. And never asking me questions, not at, not pressuring me, not saying shit to me. You're always got my back. And then, on top of all that shit, these new dudes I'm trying to impress are attacking my friend in my friend's house. But you're saying shit about my friend, and I'm just leaving. I'm like, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Say shit about my friend. I don't care. He is a terrible fucking person. He's a terrible friend, a more terrible friend. English. It's a skill. He's a terrible person. And his friendship skills are lacking at best and non-existent at most. I don't even know if he knows what it means to be a friend. I think he just is attaching himself to people. It gets worse though. Oh my gosh. Let me let me let me explain some some specific examples of what happened. There was this one time where I wanted to go see the ACU. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't really watch the A-Team as a kid, but I just figured that it was something that me and him would both enjoy because we just like, you know, movies with explosions and shit. So it's like, oh, yo, you want to go see the A-Team? He was like, nah, not really. Like, I, I don't really care about that movie like that, so I'm not going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. I goes to sleep. This is like Tuesday night, Wednesday night, something like that. But whatever the next morning was... You know, like, in your sleep, you can hear people talking? Yep, yep, yep. In my sleep, I could hear two other people with him in the living room. And they were talking about a movie. But, I like, I was, like, completely knocked out still. I wake up. I come outside. Not now outside. I come out to the living room. The computer screen is pulled up with the fucking Showtimes for the A-Team movie on it. So. That he went to go see with whoever these two other people was that I heard in the house. After he had just told me the day before that he didn't want to see it. Another example. You, um, we, we saw that WWE, uh, you, you saw that the WWE pay-per-view, uh, Over the Limit, when they came to Detroit. The first one they ever did. Yep. And you saw me in the crowd. Yep. He was supposed to be standing next to me because I bought his fucking ticket. I bought his fucking ticket. And then after I bought his ticket, we had already, we had planned this like months before. 
Okay. And I plan. I bought his ticket. He was supposed to give me money later for it. He never he gave me money. Wrestling when you met him originally. Yeah, okay. I mean, he he still he, he that, it's his shit. Right. He never gave me the money for the ticket, and he said he didn't want to go. <laughs> he winded up going to that event with other people and was on the other side of the fucking arena with them. That. And I had to just give my fucking ticket to somebody so I could have somebody to fucking go with. Okay, but you and her went. And was she a wrestling fan? No. So you had to she take somebody. She ain't no shit about shit. So you took somebody that didn't that didn't even. She had no like idea me. what the fuck was going on. <sighs> like she literally, she literally only knew who Jerry Lawler was. I told you because in that uh, in that Lupe Fiasco song, "Shining Down," he says, "Chess, oh, yes, baby, Jerry, I'm Jerry yep, Lawler." Yep. That's the only person she knew, and he's a fucking commentator. She ain't no shit about the fucking three and a half hour show that she stood there and watched. But he went. With somebody else. With other people. Yes. So he lied to you too. Yes. He fucked you out of twice. He fucked you out of your money for your ticket. He openly lied to your face because he wanted to go do some stuff with some other people. Yes. Oh, and this is kind of like that thing, like, uh, like you. He knows you aren't going to judge him and care about it. Oh yeah, I forgot. I gotta mention that too. Like you, he knows you're not gonna judge him, but. Because, again, you're his real friend. And real friends don't judge people. I might as well talk about that but, right now, then. But he's he's trying to impress the chode still. So he's going with these other people. Like, oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks for doing it. And then he's fucking you over. Because he knows at the end of the day, you're not going to judge him. You're just going to keep on keeping on. I was talking to this girl at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Not wanting to leave him out. First of all, the only reason that this guy lost his virginity is because... I asked a chick to have sex with him so that he could lose his virginity. First of all, that, that sounds all kinds of shady. First off, like, anytime he had any female contact within, like, his first, from, like, from ages 18 to 23, 24, whatever, it was oh, because I there. directly had there. something to do with it. Okay. But I'm talking to this girl, and I hook him up with this girl's cousin he's still actively trying to steal the chick from me that i'm talking to this all came out later i didn't know at the time but this Mm. came out later and she's like texting him back as he's texting her why are you doing this like donnie is your friend why would you do that to your friend and he said and i read the text because she fucking showed it to me he said I can get away with this because Donnie doesn't hold grudges. So I know that he's not going to stay mad for me for long. Mad at me for long. Oh my God. It's what the fuck that text said when she showed it to me. He is such a terrible person. And I'm still trying, like, uh, as I'm telling all of this, and I got a little bit more to go, but as I'm telling all of this, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck did I do to, to this person to, to warrant any of this? Like, even a little bit of it. <laughs> like, what the fuck have I done besides you hitting me up saying, hey, I'm going to have to move back to Minnesota where I don't want to be at unless you move into this house with me and help me pay bills. Basically, take care of me. Mm-hmm. And I did that. What, like, where is the fault that I that I, that I made at? The like, only I'm fault, trying to figure it out. The only fault that you made is that he was an like he was a user and you enabled him. The moment that you were like, "Yeah, dude, I got your back," 
which you did in high school. So people stopped messing with him because yes. you were like, oh, well, you, you're talking to me and you're saying you got all this shit in common. Yes. Like, now I'm questioning, yes, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> he liked Dragon Ball Z and you like Dragon Ball Z, but was everything else he said after you that fake? What, did he only say it because you said it to him and he was like, oh, yeah, I love that shit, It's dude. funny because this happened again. Oh. We were going to Cedar Point. It was me, Jamal, and it was supposed to be him. And he said that he didn't want to go because he had to go somewhere else with somebody else to do something else. If I see you standing in line for the fucking after or something, I'm gonna... Me and Jamal were sitting on Jamal's porch talking about it, and Jamal's mom kind of overheard us, and she walked to the door and was like, how do you know that he switched up on you? How do you don't know that he was just fake the entire time? Ah, yeah. And he put this... And he put this this facade together uh-huh. in order to have you be his friend because that's what it sounded like to her okay eventually i wind up um i have to be to <laughs> excuse you little man i have to wind i wind up having to be to work really like normal or earlier than normal i'm okay. i'm normally at work like at like 7 a.m there's a special event happening so I have to be there at like six or some shit, right? Uh-huh. It's about three a.m. in the morning, and him and all of his homeboys are still up partying, being super fucking loud. So I can't go to sleep. Yep. Trying to go to sleep, I can't go to sleep. So I just decided to not go to sleep. Okay. I was so exhausted that I passed out. Okay. And when I woke up, it was already seven o'clock. So I got to work, not just the hour late that I was asked to be there early, but two hours late. Well, for your no- for your normal from, shit. Yeah, and I got fired. Ah oh, man. So I gets fired, and I'm. Yeah, I got fired. Yeah, that happened, and me seeing how all of this shit went. It's like, well, it's fine because, you know, he had, he had a job by that time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so I can just kind of chill, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, that, that's, the, that's the precedent that's being set. He went to the landlord and told the landlord that I wasn't paying anything. Uh- and then the landlord fucking evicted me. After he had been there that entire time with me taking care of him the whole fucking time. As soon as I lose my job... He goes to the fucking landlord and says, hey, he's not paying his part. So you got to do something and get rid of him then. Mm, I would have fucked him up. And I wanted to. And if he was anybody else, I would have. But it's because I feel like. I, like it was some stupid code or whatever. But this is the thing. The thing that you said, like. With friends, I chose to have you in my life. I didn't have to have you. I chose to be your friend, and you were pretending to be my friend. And then you fucked me over. I'm taking that, like, super fucking personally. Yeah. Like, because if a stranger on the street fucked me over, I would jack their jaw off their face. Yeah. You fucked me over, and you knew what I was going through, and you knew it was because of you, and you chose to fuck me over. Yeah. That, no, that's worse. But no, but all in all, I feel like being a good friend, especially in bad times, could Mm -hmm. be a curse for people, 
especially in, for me in that in, in that instance because it's like we're friends so I know you got me you'll you'll fix this eventually mm-hmm. you'll pay me back eventually you'll be the one to take care of me eventually but when that doesn't happen you just you, you you're like a, a slave to your own theory of what you think friendship is because you thought you were being his friend and he wasn't being yours but i don't think that necessarily is like i don't think that's the same thing because in this instance it's not that he was like oh i'm your friend he was literally doing shit that nobody would think was a good friend <laughs> at no point you just continuing to let me pay for everything and you just slacking the fuck off on purpose is not being a good friend it is not you're not my son it is not my job to take care of you and if you're my son and you're over the age of 18 it still wouldn't be my job to take care of you and you were an adult this whole fucking time it's not my job i'm 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 making the ends meet and so you can pick your part up again so you saying now nah, i'm not I'm just not gonna go pick that up i'm gonna leave that shit there that is you being a shitty ass human being let alone friend it'd be shitty if i was your brother it'd be shitty if i was your mom it'd be shitty if i was your friend so like to him he was being a shitty friend the whole time before i moved in with him i was saving so much money like we had well not we but i i had like a like a plan like i was just like had all of these plans you know mapped out and one of the main reasons that i even moved in with him is because me well i used to talk about wanting to do comics and wanting to make stories and mm -hmm. then you know he wanted to do it so it's like okay well cool since we both want to do it if we wind up actually living together we can collab on easier. shit we yeah. did absolutely no fucking work of course not nothing we hadn't did a fucking story together since fucking ninth grade and the only other ones that i did was with jamal and he probably didn't even want to do it. He just said he wanted to do it because he knew you wanted to. Maybe. It was probably just a fucking lie. Because that the, everything about this dude just sounds like he's super fucking fake. Another example. Another example. When his, uh, when his suburban friends used to come around. You got it, little man? When his suburban friends used to come around, another a, a girl used to come around too. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say her name, but okay. she used to come around, and they all used to call her the Ugly Duckling. Oh. And now supposedly was her nickname since they were kids. But come to find out, he secretly has had a crush on this girl forever, but mm -hmm. he didn't act on it because he couldn't let his friends know that, that he, he liked, liked this girl ugly, so they would all be over there and she would be there she would be sitting off in a corner by herself during this whole fucking party and then like at three or four in the morning when everybody left then he would go sit next to her so and she winded up being uh the mother of his children so uh, these are the same guys that he tried to impress yes his whole life yes right these are the same guys that didn't care about him when he was a kid. So all of the kids that he grew up with were just shitty kids. And I don't know if they didn't friends. care about him when he was a kid, but they well, sure didn't. he was didn't, trying to impress them his whole fucking life. They, and didn't make a, they didn't make any effort to talk to or be around him after he started going to my school. When he like left their school, they just 
shut them the fuck. I didn't even know these people existed. And he used to talk to me about everything. So if what impresses you is me being an asshole to somebody that I care about or I like, then you don't need to be impressed. And I have never felt that way. I've never felt like I needed to impress people that didn't care about me, the people that I already cared about, or the people that I already liked. So the fact that you were a dick bag to her and like, what is wrong with you that you were like, okay, cool, I'm going to yeah, date it's, you it's and weird. have babies with you It's now. weird. I think that she, like, they both had crushes on each other forever and she just didn't, she just held out hope, I guess. And But he obviously doesn't like you. If you're the person that he can't take out in public, then you shouldn't be with them. That's yeah. just a general rule of life. Not if even in public, in private. Out, if, if somebody else is around in private, then you still he can't still can't fucking private. talk to her. Yeah, that's bullshit. He has to act like he doesn't see her. If I have to lie to my friends, if I have to lie to my friends or I have to lie to my family, if I'm lying, that means I already think there's something wrong here. So it just should not be happening. I'm not like that. He's an asshole. <laughs> I really wish that I knew him so I could be like, hey, I think you're an asshole. And I really think that you need to take stock in how you treat people. Because you sound terrible. This is what chodes look like when they grow up and they think joining a motorcycle club will make them cool. Well, if somebody that he knew was in a motorcycle club, he'd be in a motorcycle club. And it's funny because other people have noticed it, though. It wasn't just me. It's like other people have talked to me and been like, yo, yeah. you notice how different he acts when such and such walks in the room? It's like, yeah, I notice it. Yeah. <laughs> me, myself, like 100% has been noticing it. I'm glad you noticed it. And I'm glad you noticed it now. I mean, just the idea of like me chilling in the living room. Jamal shows up. Oh, hold on, man. I got to run to the bedroom and change my outfit. <laughs> That shit used to happen. Well, not for Jamal, but I know what you're saying. Like, that used to happen. That used to fucking happen. That is so weird. But because this little oath that you took, like, it's like, that's my homeboy. So whatever the case is, that's still my homeboy. Yeah, see, this is what I have a problem with. (laughs) I only, me having your back only goes so far. If you're one of the people that step out of line all the time and you're like it's okay because Donnie's gonna handle my shit yeah I don't have your back no more um you're on your own because you're just trying to get me beat up for no reason uh and two if you're one of those people that like you literally will have everybody else's back and you leave me to hang out for myself and this is not just like a a one-time instance and you're like oh I didn't know you. this is a uh every time instance like you 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 literally you're just fucking me over and you're doing it on purpose like no like I could have no. took the money. The that day I, I had. found out that he had been receiving money from his mother to pay his bills, and he was hiding it from you. No, we would have we would have been having a fight when you got home. Like I would have been punching you the fuck out when you walked through the door. When I and found out about your it, money. I, I asked his mom about it, <laughs> and she thought that he was actually using it to pay bills. So see, she checked him on the shit. You but, lying to me? You lying to your mama? Because I'm like, so you just sending him money? She's like, yeah. I'm like, for what? Because <laughs> like, I pay his bills. I haven't received a red cent of this shit. That, I don't know, man. That's, yeah, that's not a good friend. That's not, here, Bubba. Oh, man. See, now, uh, I asked the, the girl at work about it. I asked her what she thought friendship was. She's like, oh, man. Because she takes her friendships very, very seriously. So, like, 
you not thinking about how this is going to affect me when I am involved in it or it's, uh, you know, around shit that I'm involved in, I'm going to take that shit personally because now it, it looks and it feels like you really don't fucking care about me. Involved in as far as what? And I have a problem with that. Uh, you taking any kind of initiative upon yourself to do something that might affect me in any type of way <laughs> and you not telling me if I was thinking I was self-righteous in my cause and you were working for a plastic distributor and I was like oh plastic is terrible it's murdering the planet and all the sea life that you know I love dearly <laughs> look at that man on and then I was campaigning and like suing your company and trying to get them shut down and I didn't tell you and then you lost your job and now you can't support your family and you lost your house and you and your family are homeless living in a car wouldn't that make me a shitty friend because I didn't tell you what the fuck I was doing and I did something that impacted you specifically. Like, I feel like in any scenario, and that's a dramatic case, but in any scenario where I am doing something that might affect you, I feel like I should be at least giving you a heads up. At least calling and talking to you about it. Something. So to hide shit purposefully from your friends, that means you know you're doing something shitty. So you know you're being a shitty friend. He knew he was being a shitty friend the whole time, I but he didn't care because he... he was willing to, he was willing to throw you out there on the altar as long as it meant he got them in exchange. I don't understand how anybody can just live with themselves after that, honestly. I don't know how somebody does that to begin with. And I, I mean, and I come from, <laughs> I come from a place where I know a lot of shitty people and I'm related to a lot of people who would have made that call. I don't know i think people 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 are flawed we know that people make dumb decisions we know that but when you're actively making decisions that affect other people and you say nothing to those other people you're being shitty and i don't care if it's your family i don't care if it's your friend i don't care if it's a stranger with friends you're supposed to talk to them so when you don't in any of your relationships if you have a relationship with know, somebody like, you should but, talk to them but friendship is normally just simply even just based off shooting the breeze with people like that's like a base level of friendship like you talk to people your family so are not, the ones you have to associate with your friends are the ones you choose to associate with i mean i there you like to associate with your family but i'm saying have to be associated with yes, i won't even say you'll have to Yes, you're, you're just that you are to, forever. You're, you're you to are forever, forever linked yeah. to them. When I go into a store and they're like, "Oh, you must be one of those blah 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 children," and they throw out my mom's last name, and I'm like, "Well, I've never had that last name, and I know who you're talking about, so no, I'm not." Everywhere <laughs> like, in my mama's hood, they always say that. Like, oh. I go into a corner store, and it's like, "You look just like your daddy." They don't even yep. have to know who I am, but they know exactly who I am. Yep. And they're already the way they say it too. They already judging you either positively or negatively right. by the people they already associate with you. That's what your family is. Your friends are the ones that you could choose to take or leave. And we've chosen to make you part of the family. Like I treat my friends like they're my family, like my close family, the ones that actually are my family. Family. Like I treat them like my family. If my sister called and she was in trouble, it doesn't matter how long she it's been since she talked to me. I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna go help her. We're gonna, we're gonna figure it the fuck out. Like. The thing is, like, that's how I, am I still friends. haven't recovered from that. I mean, yeah, I would be suspicious as hell of everybody I come across because not even just I don't even mean like emotionally or mentally. I mean like physically, like, like uh, financially. I mean, mm-hmm. not not physically, but like, cause like, like I said, like I was saving so much fucking money before. 
before I started living there. And then he put you behind an eight ball. And then it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Now I have no money and now I have to scrape for everything for you and me. And if I had to just stay where I was at and kept doing what I was doing, I literally could have bought a fucking house. Yep. I got a nice one. And then you got kicked out of the place you sunk all your money into. Yep. So you didn't have money for a deposit to somewhere else because yep. you sank all your money for two people into a one-person home and they got kicked out of it. Scratch and claw more. But I feel like if 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 that like if that had have happened mm-hmm. and then like I was set and I still had everything set up like that mm-hmm. and then I had kids and everything, mm-hmm. I'd be straight. I'd be fucking straight. But I'm still sitting here wondering, like, you know, when is the next move coming? Because of that. I've been there. But yeah, no, that's shitty. That's shitty. That's shitty. And I bet if you called him right now and you said, hey, Harry Potter, uh, this is a really shitty thing you did, he'd be like, he probably doesn't I don't know, even know. That I don't know what you're talking shitty. about. Yeah, seriously. He probably <laughs> don't even know. Like, that's just, that's I mean, just I'm ta- how I'm, 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 I've talked to him about it a few times before, but he he's one of those like in denial type people and he will fight fight something tooth and nail before well, he actually if i don't admit it, it it doesn't exist there you go yep if i don't admit it it never happened you could say it about me as long as you want but if i don't admit it i'm still innocent are they here did you text her did she text you back 